You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Great to have your company. Some cracking goals, quality football, and unfortunately, too many injuries in our, to our star players. But we are fit and ready to go as usual, so let's get to it. Good evening to my co-host, VIG. How are you? Good evening. Very good. No injuries to our uh, staff. Mate, we're ready to roll. And uh, like I said, while some of these players are uh, dropping off like flies, I know we'll, we'll back up week in, week out, and they'll get a full 90 minutes out of both of us. Yeah, definitely. Look, I've, I've played injured before and I'll do it again, so uh, ready to roll. <laughs> Mate, uh, Spurs and United both with good performances, so we've had a lot worse weeks than uh, we did uh, this week starting as of this morning. Yeah, definitely. Look, um, you know, a, a League Cup, yeah, it's great. It's a it's a trophy. It's it's, it's something nice, something that, that you uh, aren't too familiar with, being a, being a Spurs fan. so Take it easy, mate. Um, but but being a United fan, I, I want more. I want more. I, I know this is the start of they're, they're trying to build a, a winning culture and a winning team mentality. Um, and and Ted, Ten Hag's done a great job at, at doing that so far. And and winning is is everything in football. You, you play week in week out to to win every single football match, and then go on and, and win a, win a championship or a cup. So uh, it's a huge achievement, yes. But at the end of the day, it's it, this is just the start for the new Manchester United. So. Um, as a fan, I, I want more. Um, if in two, three, four years' time, uh, this is all we've won, then you know it, it's it's really it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, you know we need to go on now, and, and we need to win a Premier League. We need to get back in the Champions League. We need to push for success there, um, and we need to be back at, at the top of world football again. Well, congrats to you and Man United on winning a trophy. It's something, like I said, as you pointed out quite rightfully, that we haven't won for a long time. But uh, winning uh, the uh, London derby this morning and beating a team that had a 100% record against us at our new Spurs stadium was a, a good start for us. So I don't get a trophy, but I get bragging rights in the London derby. The weird and wild in the West, as head coach Ruben Zakovic had to deny punching glory player Giordano Colley. The Players Union Professional Footballers Australia were investigating allegations of an incident between the two in a five-a-side training game. So if Ruben is innocent, where do the rumours come from? Believable enough for the PFA to get involved. If it is fake, this is a serious concern. Yeah, it is def- definitely for, for Ruben Zakovic. If, if someone is leaking this or someone's trying to stir the pot um, at Perth, um, it, it, it looks like it's been cleared. It's been brushed on the carpet now. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what what the full story is. Um, it's it's never nice to have something like this in, in the week up leading to a game. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's maybe some some other internal issues at, at Perth and and someone maybe, maybe talking. Um, but, yeah, I think they've got a little bit to sort out there um, between, obviously, the coach and, and the players. Yeah, look, we're hoping it's fake news, but um, as I said... You want to know why these these rumours are coming about if there's players in there that are trying to cause trouble. And, and look, there was a bit of a roll on there for Perth, but they've fallen off the wagon in the last few weeks. So I don't know where there's smoke, there's fire. Is there issues there? Maybe it's nothing that he did do, but internally it doesn't seem like things are going as smoothly as they were because results aren't coming as they were previously and they were on the rise and now they're on the, on the way down again. Yeah, look, if, if there was a punch, I'd love to see the footage of it because um, you know what Zadkovic is like. Sometimes he can fire right up, so um, I wouldn't want to uh, step in his line of uh, line of sight when he's uh, got him up. So 
Well, uh, we'll, we'll see how we'll see what happens. See how it pans out. Um, you know, it's never good to hear these sort of rumors floating around football. Or if it's happened, it's happened. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 disruptive for the team, like you said. And like you said, maybe when there there is smoke, there is fire. Look, let's hope uh, Perth and and uh, football can put it behind them. Following on from the terrible injuries to one day Davila. Uh, Cavallo, Clayton Lewis, plus Piscopo and Lafondre. It's another bad week for the players with victory star Jake Brimmer picking up which, which what looks to be a serious knee injury. Perth Glory defender Darren Latchman suffering a serious head knock and City star Matthew Leckie with a hamstring injury that will rule him out for at least a few weeks. Yeah, disappointing. Um, Jake Brimmer's a huge one. Hopefully it's it's nothing long-term. Um, we're not too sure about it yet, but um, you know, he's he's been playing some good football for the last 18 months, so um, very disappointed, and and the others as well. Lecky out with a with a hamstring probably rules him out of the next Socceroos uh, camp, the, the next international break. Um, and Lackman as well. He he went off with a with a head knock, so ne- never good to see someone get stretched off and and put in the back of an ambulance. Yeah, look, let's hope uh, that, that they stop uh, getting the injuries in the coming weeks and we get some of these star players back. But uh, yeah, look, it's never great, and uh, we wish them all the best with a speedy recovery. The 160-kilometre for AVM updates. So Superhuman Bulls physio Brendan uh, Wyatt, uh, our guest last week, his upcoming Herculean run on the 15th of April in memory of Bulls skipper Uli Devia's uh, wife, Lily, to raise money for the Brown Foundation Australia. It was also his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, legend. Uh, Brendan has been racking up the kilometres the past week in preparation for this Sunday's Orange Marathon, which he's hoping to run in under three hours. So this is uh, his lead-in, or fun run as he calls it, <laughs> leading into the 160-kilometre main event. But uh, so far he's raised just over $4,000. The target is 5K. But that only works out to be about $25 per kilometre. So surely football fans, we can get behind him and, th- and this amazing cause. Please go to the mycause.com.au link we have set up in our Direct Me page to donate. We'll have another update next week on his run in Orange, but all the best, mate. Yeah, all the best. I don't, I don't know if a, a marathon classifies to me as a, as a fun run, but um, <laughs> yeah, all, all, the, all the best to him. And, and like you said, it's, it's, a, it's going towards a good cause. So um, please donate. Uh, we'll, we'll drop the link in um, into our socials and whatnot, so you can jump on that and uh, click in and, and donate anything you can. Bravo. On the topic of bull skipper Uli, it's great to see a player being rewarded for excellent performances in the NPL with RPS former USA Youth International Jason Romero signed by the Bulls to replace their injured star. Romero joins the club in fine form after scoring four goals against Rockdale in his farewell game for the club. Yeah, he's a good player. Been been tremendous in the NPL in New South Wales in, in the last year and a half, and um, he, he fits the Bulls perfectly because he's a, he's a little pit bull terrier up top. Um, he'll run all day, um, and he and he can finish as well. He's been scoring lots of goals at, at the start of this season in the, in the NPL. So while it's great for Romero and uh, the Bulls, how do uh, Arpia replace him? They've started the season in fantastic form. How do you replace a guy like that at such short notice? It, it's difficult. Ho- look, hopefully they've got some some good young players. Um, ready to step up to first grade, maybe in the twenties or, or 18s, ready to go straight into first grade. It's going to be tough to replace a striker like that. He's a he's a 20, 20 goal a season striker, so um, very difficult to replace. Uh, they may have to go shopping in the in the next window. Good luck with that. Aussies abroad were a little quieter this week, but not in Scotland. Ange Postacoglu and Aaron Moyes Celtic clinched the Scottish Cup final. Socceroo Jackson Irvine scores back-to-back goals. This time a thundering header in St. Pauli's one nil win over Hansa Rostock. Mitch Langerak with another clean sheet and a win in the J-League, while Matty Ryan started AZ, uh, AZ Alkmaar's, uh, in, uh, in AZ Alkmaar's 2-1 win, moving them back up to second. 
Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of Aussies doing well abroad. Obviously, Ange and, and Aaron Moy um, winning the the Scottish League Cup, so big win over Rangers. Um, but like you said, Mitch Langerak uh, doing some good things between the sticks in Japan to to start the season. I think he's got two clean sheets now. Um, Matty Ryan do, doing well in the in the in the Dutch Eredivisie, and um, also Riley McGree doing really well for for Borough. The Matildas win the Cup of Nations, easily defeating Jamaica 3-0 to claim the trophy undefeated. Fantastic, to, and it's also fantastic to see exciting young talent, Alex Chidiak getting some game time and a goal. Yeah, it was. Good Good look. The three from three, uh, you couldn't have asked for, for much more from, from these fixtures. Um, I don't know about lifting a lifting a trophy at the end of it and, and celebrating like they've, they've already won something. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, yes, it's good to to win games and, and get that winning culture, um, but let's not go off uh, celebrating too hard just yet. Mate, you're a bit tough. Maybe, uh, like I said, uh, when Tony decides to step down, maybe you're the man to take over the Matildas, mate. You'll take no rubbish. Look at that. What, whinging about three from three, holding up a trophy, and uh, like I said, the girls deserve something, don't they? Yeah, look, they do, but at the end of the day, these are friendly football matches. I, I don't know. I, I've never got a trophy for winning a friendly football match before, so... Um, you know, let, let's let's just peel it back a bit. Let's tone it down. Um, you know, they, they've still got a big, big job to do um, leading up and, and going into this World Cup. So, um, like I said, at, at the start of this, at the start of the campaign or when Gustafsson took over, he'll be judged at the end of this World Cup. So let, let's let's wait and see and, uh, and hope. And um, I hear the first game at um, at uh, ANZ Stadium or Core Stadium or whatever it's called um, has been sold out. So... That's going to be a huge first game in, in the World Cup. Yeah, bloody exciting. And, uh, mate, if you feel a bit left out because you've never got a trophy for uh, winning anything in a friendly, maybe in our Football Revolution Secret Santa bag, you might get something this year. Oh, look, I'll take whatever <laughs> I can get, mate. I don't, I, haven't, I don't think I've lifted a trophy in a while, so um, swing them my way. All right, PL News, goals to the impressive Casemiro and the PL's hottest star, Rashford, or slash own goal. Hands Manchester United, the EFL Cup, defeating Newcastle United 2-0. Ten Hag claimed his first trophy at the Red Devils. I know that you're very excited by this, and as you said earlier, you're not going to get too carried away by it. Yeah, look, it's it's a win. It's a, you, You've won a competition. It's great. Um, you, you saw all the players celebrating after the game. Um you know, Casemiro, a player that's won Champions Leagues and and um, league titles or Liga titles, um, the way he was celebrating after the game and, and the young guys as well. Um, like I said, it's all about building that winning mentality, that winning culture, and hopefully that's what Ten Hag is, is doing now. Um, but like I said, if if we go, you know, three, four, five, the next three, four, five, six years without winning a Premier League or, or challenging for a Champions League, then... You know where are we? What are, what are we? Just a, a league cup winning side. So um, yes, this is the beginning, but plenty more to come. All right, back in the league, a second half goal to Gabriel Martinelli was enough to give Arsenal all three points away to Leicester and a place back at the top of the table. Manchester City with a comfortable four four one win at the Vitality Stadium to keep Bournemouth in the relegation zone and Pep's men hot on the heels of Arsenal. London is all white and I'm a bit excited, hence why I'm wearing my Spurs jersey after a stunning strike by Oliver Skip, his first ever Premier League goal, and what a time. Uh, and another to Captain Kane, give bragging rights to Tottenham over bitter rivals Chelsea. And a Danny Ings brace helped West Ham to a big 4-0 win over Forest, moving them clear of the drop zone. Yeah, some some big big matches. Like you said, Spurs were Spurs were good in, in the derby. Um, Arsenal keeping their, their lead at the top. And, um, 
you know, some teams that are that are fighting for relegation now, um, you know, starting to, to win a few matches. So uh, all to play for still. Um, I know Arsenal are, 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 you know, sitting comfortable at the top there, like you think. But, um, you know, a couple of weeks back, we were saying City and United were pretty much right back in it. So um, all, to, all to play for. And I think this one's going to go right down to the wire. Bring it on. Player escape room, the quality guests keep coming with one of Brisbane Roar's rising stars, no-nonsense defender James Nikolovsky joining us for a chat. Our A-League women's wrap is back after a small international break and we have a look at match day 15. Revolutionised roundup of the men's fixtures and is there anything I didn't see? B.I.G. Oh, look, you were talking about Ruben Zadkovic throwing punches before. Um, I'm not sure if you, you're a boxing fan, but um, Ronaldo was at the uh, Jake Paul and uh, Tommy Fury fight today, so... Uh, he was he was there watching and he didn't look too impressed. But uh, I did see a few photos floating around with him and uh, Mike Tyson. Was he wearing the uh, the uh, Middle Eastern robes and the whole bits? I've seen him. He's really really getting into this culture and he looks like he uh, he's right at home playing in over in uh, the Middle East. Uh, he wasn't. He was wearing um, some sort of fashion label. Can't can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but um, <laughs> he uh, he was looking good. Maybe that's what distracted Paul, and that's why he uh, he wasn't fully focused on the fight. Yeah, possibly, or oh, I don't know. It was, good. it was good to see him get beat, to be honest. So um, maybe he tripped over his mouth. May, maybe he did. I don't know. His jaw's that big. It, it was pretty hard to miss when you're throwing a punch at it. So, <laughs> all right, A League women's wrap. So a Michelle Heyman double helps Canberra to a comfortable three nil home win over the Wanderers. They're third in a row and placing them within striking distance of the top four. Two goals to rising star Hannah Lowry hands the glory. Another win at Macedonia Park, giving their finals hopes a boost and damaging Brisbane's in the process. Sydney make hard work of their dominance in their clash with Wellington, needing a second-half goal from substitute Rachel Lowe to steal an important three points for the away team. Western United showed no mercy or effects of a road trip as they thumped 10 men Newcastle Jets, showing why why they were at opposite ends of a table. The final score was 6-0, if you can believe that. And a tough arm wrestle between great rivals ends with both teams having to settle for a point in a 2-2 draw. The result hurts Adelaide much more than it does Melbourne victory. Yeah, some interesting results. Um, Like you said, I think the big move is probably Perth Glory. I think they're five or six games undefeated now. So they're they're up to 18 points. Uh, There's still five points out out of the four. Um, You know, they do have a couple games in hand. They'd have to win those two games in hand um, that they have on victory. But yeah, anything's anything's possible. Big movers. Um, they're they're playing out at, at Macedonia Park, and um, like the senior senior team, I guess they they've been really strong at home. Okay, quick look at the uh, A League women's table. So Western United out in front on thirty three. Back in second is Sydney on twenty seven. At Melbourne City, a further two points back on twenty five, and rounding out the top four in the final spots is uh, their neighbours, Melbourne Victory on twenty three, Canberra United on twenty. So our Smokies have come good with three wins on the trot, so they are back in the race. And uh, in fifth is Perth Glory on seventeen. The Melbourne dom- dominance of the league continues with all three teams in the top four, and Western United closing in on an unbelievable d- debut season title. So my weekly rap has been replaced by Shoutout, dedicating a weekly song to a team or a player for their good or bad performance. This week's Shoutout goes to a duo of Aussie young guns, Perth Glory's 19-year-old Hannah Lowry and Western United's 21-year-old Noah Bodich for their match-winning performances. Both players scored a brace and showed that age is just a number. The song we send to you is Danger Twins' A Little Left of Field, a little left of field track, Showing Off. Good luck during the rest of the season. 
and you should be, uh, and you could be the future stars of our national team. So, uh, plenty to uh, be excited about after seeing both their performances, and also a quick mention to Nastori Irakunda, who has had a previous shout out for another ridiculous goal. He doesn't score tappings, does he? No, he just he just uh, scores absolute worldies week in week out, and I think he just will run out of room on his showreel. Yeah, dead set, Abs- absolute bangers. But uh, good to see the other the young. Uh... Young Fords on the on the score sheet, and I thought you were going to give him a, a song, some sort of duet. Um, I don't know, from Grease Lightning or something like that. Look, I don't think for one second they were showing off or trying to, but uh, I think the song's appropriate because they are just the way they play. Without trying, they are showing off because they're damn good and they're potential stars of the future. So uh, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I think uh, when you hear the track, you'll see that uh, it was an, it's a really cool track for them to, uh, to be dedicated to for this week. So... Moving on to our A-League men's table, the uh, the front runners Melbourne City are out in 37 points. They've played one less game. There's a real log jam behind them. Central Coast on goal difference in second on 28. The Wanderers in third on 28. Adelaide United in fourth on 28. Three points further back are the Phoenix on 25. And a, and a point further back, rounding out the top six, is Sydney FC on 24. Sydney extends their lead at the top while only four points split second spot to seventh spot. A shootout for the other top uh, two spot is on and some huge games coming up starting this weekend yeah look it's city out there alone by themselves and and, and like you said a bit of a log jam uh behind that with uh three teams on 28 all chasing them um i'm not sure any are, are going to get any close i think the 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 title or the um the premiership is, is cities to for, for the taking now and um it's probably looking like you know, maybe Newcastle or, or Sydney and Newcastle, Sydney, Wellington will probably be battling out for two spots in the um for fifth and sixth. So um a little bit happening. MacArthur obviously a bit further back in Brisbane Raw, but MacArthur being disappointing for me, um, especially in the last two weeks and and Brisbane, um, they, they got a win on the weekend. So they they may be able to turn around and, and make a late charge. Okay, so our revolutionized roundup, we select a match of the day each and a mini review. We look at, uh, in the main match, we look at the score of a goal scorers, players of the game, the turning point, and what we would have changed, Coach Geo or VIG, to get a result from that game. So the first game was the Central Coast Mariners versus the Wellington Phoenix on Friday. That's a game that I went to. It was a fantastic game, really enjoyable. The final score was 1-1. The home team, Central Coast, were reduced to nine men as Wellington's deadly marksman, Oscar Zawada, scores a late uh, goal to steal a point for his team to take back across the ditch. It was two quality teams playing with final-style intensity and Mariners coach Monty making it three red cards for the Mariners. It's gone the hat-trick. Um, yeah, it's, it was a, a exciting game of football uh, end-to-end. Obviously, the, the red card, um, I don't know. What, what do you think of Caltech's red card, yes or no? Look, I think it might have been a bit harsh, but he's, I think that's his third red this year, right? So I, th- I suppose that uh, you're only as good as your driving record. So you can say you were drink driving, maybe not the first time, but the second and third, I don't know if you can get away with that, especially if you've got a, an empty beer can next to you in the passenger seat. So look, I, I think just by sheer weight of numbers, look, if he's been done harshly this time, it's just him in the wrong place at the wrong time again. So, look, it definitely changed, I think, the, the complexity of the game. It meant they had to sacrifice Cummings and uh, and make a, a more defensive-style switch. But uh, I think, look, at the end of the day, they're two really good teams who will both be there, I think, at the end of the season. And uh, it was entertaining. But, uh, look, I think, you know, some of those bounces go your way and some don't go your way. And in this case, maybe it didn't go the Mariners' way. In, re- in regards to Maresh's uh, red card, it was very harsh, but you can't put your fingers in someone else's face. It's really simple. Whether you like the rule or you don't like the rule. And uh, as for Monty, 
I don't know if he did a lot, but I don't think it helps when you've got the rest of your posse there all yelling and screaming at the referee. I know they were frustrated, but having four guys yelling at the same time just looks like a choir of people that are trying to take the ref down. So I think he just had too many voices. And so for him, he just decided cut off the head of the snake and get rid of the head coach. And I don't think it quietened them down, but look, at least he sort of sent a message to them. Maybe it gave him gave him a little bit of a reprieve from, uh, from the Mariners bench. But uh, look, an excellent game at that. So moving on to the first of the... Uh, Saturday games, it was Melbourne City uh, hosting Sydney FC. What happened here, VIG? Yeah, look, this is going to be my feature game. Obviously, plenty of goals in this one. Uh, finished 3-2 to, to City. Uh, goal scorers for City, McLaren with a double, Tilio uh, with one. And then for Sydney, it was uh, Robert Mack and Diego Caballo uh, late on. So, uh, player of the match for me, oh, I've got a split vote between McLaren and Tilio. Um, you know, Tilio was back to his back to his best and I think he was out with a bit of a point to prove um, against his old employers um, you know he's he's been hot and cold this season um, but he's really starting to find some form now and, and he's been really electric um, J-Mac as well uh, He just, I think he just needed to remind everyone that he's the best striker in the league he's the man um, he's closing in on Bessar Parisha's records and I'll wind it back a little bit we've got a bit of VIG stats man that I'm going to throw in um, now uh, I think McLaren has scored 133 goals in the league. Arisha scored 132. They've both scored five goals apiece in finals. The only difference maker, the only real big difference maker, is that Bessar Arisha has scored five goals in a grand final. It's Jamie McLaren's zero. So if if City go all the way this year, if they make it to the grand final again, um, I'm putting my money on on J-Mac to score in the grand final and. Uh, he's going to pass that record this year, um, and then he'll, he'll get one in the grand final as well. But the scary part is, you know, Tilio has been a bit quiet the last few weeks. J-Mac wasn't on the score sheet in previous weeks. You've got, uh, you know, other guys shining, and now all of a sudden they're back in form. Berengay looks like he's starting to uh, get himself up to speed. That first ball that he whipped in for uh, McLaren was absolute perfection and you've just got guys all across the park you've got young uh, boss starting to really come into his own so look it's going to take a hell of a team if you can knock City off this year you deserve whatever you win right yeah 100% look they're 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 out there on their own at the moment top of the league uh, best team in the league they're they're playing you know some of the best football um, but yeah, in, in this one, the, the turning point for me, it, it was Tilio's goal in the 13th minute to go 2-0 up. Uh, what a run, what a finish. Um, you, you just can't give City a, a two-goal lead in, in the first 15 minutes. Um, they're going to punish you, and it, it's a big mountain to climb for, for Sydney to come back from that. Um, we know what he's capable of doing. We know he's dangerous when he picks up the ball in, in space, but you know to allow him to run almost full length of the pitch and, and, then, and then cut in and, and finish and... Um, you know, if he keeps up this, if he f- keeps this form up for the rest of the season, um, you know, there's no reason why he's he's not getting to move to Europe uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, not news that uh, City wants to hear, but it is it's a reality, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And look, what what, what I would have changed? Um, I know Sydney are a little bit short up top with Lafondre out, um, but I would have started Patrick Wood. He's he's an out and out striker. He's a he's a proper number nine. Um, you, you play Mac up there, I think you lose a bit. Um, for, for a little bit from the width, um, so I, I would have played played Wood from the start, played Mac out wider in his more natural position, and then um, that means you would have brought Max Burgess into a more central position next to Caseras and and have Braddon behind him. So um, I, I would have gone from that with that from the start. Tell me this then: 
I know we don't have a crystal ball, either <coughs> Sydney or Correco or anyone there, so we don't know what was going to happen to LaFondre. But why didn't Sydney go out and get another striker in the uh, in the window? Like, if you want to be one of the big teams, if you want to be able to push, you know, in, in all forms of the game, whether it be Cups or whether it be, you know, the Asian Champions League, why can you only why do you only have two strikers there, LaFondre and Wood? That's all you got. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if they've if they've got faith in in the others, but oh, I don't see Mac or you know anyone else in, in that side really stepping up and and scoring um, week in week out from now until the end of the season. I think they're going to struggle to find goals from from their number nine. Um, you know, Patrick Woods, a, a young player, has been on the scene for a little while now. Um, if you don't have faith in him, then yes, they should have gone out and, and got another another number nine. But they haven't, so put your faith in him, play him, play him, give him a run of games, and let's see what he can do. Yeah, but you go and get another left fullback, right? So you've got Caballo, who's a good player, and you go and get King now on loan. So you start loading up on left fullback and different positions, but you don't load up on strikers, which, you know, they can be in and out of form, so there's more chance they're not performing and you need to rotate them or, you know, give one of them a bit of a jolt by starting someone over him. So, look, I'm confused why they didn't go into the market and get another striker. But last question before we move on to the next game. Will Sydney gain confidence from fighting back from 2-0 down away to the champions to only lose 3-2? And they gifted City their third goal, right? So in actual fact, the score could have been two-two, or is it just uh, that Sydney were too City were too good, and uh, maybe Sydney, you know, it was a glorified loss. You know, like I said, it they got a late late uh, second goal, make it three-two instead of three-one, or do you think Sydney will get a lot of confidence out of that? No, to be honest, I think it's a glorified loss. You saw the players at the end when when Caballo scored the goal; they weren't they weren't celebrating, they weren't happy. Um, you know, it was pretty much get the ball, go back to halfway, and it was full time anyway. So, um, you know, we saw probably saw this coming last last week with the result against Brisbane as well. Though they, they looked a bit flat. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think they, they've got a lot of work to do. You know, they're sitting six at the moment, um, and you know, they're going to have a real fight on their hands to to get a final spot this this season again. Okay, moving on to the uh, next of the Saturday games. It was the Newcastle Jets versus Western United. This is my uh, my match of the day. So the final score was 3-1 to the away team, Western United. Goal scorers were Bodic in the third and the 29th. Mikkel Tarza pulled one back from the spot in the 33rd. And then Dumbia with a header in the 72nd to put the game to bed. For me, it was a close call like yours uh, for, for two men at opposite ends of the park for Western United, but young Noah Bodich's uh, double edges out the human force field, field, Jamie Young. Two goals in 70 minutes. Not a bad day's work for the uh, young Socceroo. Not bad at all. And, um, you know, this, he's he's getting to run a games now, Noah Bodich, and he's playing in a team with experienced players behind him that are helping him out and, and supporting him and, and giving him good service as well. So uh, he's, he's thriving up top there. Um, and, you know, may, maybe a few other teams should be should be doing the same with their younger players. Uh, for me, the turning point of the game, Newcastle Jets, a, a point moves them into the top six, but they concede two early goals, and the marking was very pedestrian. Like, I don't know what they were doing there. Let Bodich and, like I said, hats off to the young fella. He's gone in there and got himself uh, his first A-League double, but uh, the marking for a team that is just on the cusp of a top six who are four all year was just absolute rubbish. Yeah, it was, and and they can have probably have Jack Duncan to to save him as well. I think he pulled off a couple of good saves as well to keep him, you know, keep the scoreline respectable. So, um, yeah, just not enough desperation for me for for from the Newcastle uh, defense, 
And, um, you know, there's, there's some experienced players in that back line as well. So, um, you know, sometimes you've got to put your body on the line and you've got to get in front of players and, and you've got to push and you've got to scrap. And, and there was not enough of that for me on the weekend. And what I would have changed, look, to be honest, they're a coach killer. One week, excellent. The next week, horrible. You can change the lineup. You can give a great team talk. But who knows what team's going to take the pitch for the Jets each week. So are we missing something, VIG? Is there something we're missing here? Because like I said, you, you think after watching them one week, oh, these guys are on a run now. They could be a top four team. And then next week, you think they're lucky. If they, if it was relegation, they could be absolute candidates to get kicked out, out of the first division. Yeah, look, the, the hardest thing in football is to be consistent week in, week out. You know, there's there's only a, a small percentage of teams that um, you, you can you can throw under that, that umbrella that are week in, week out. You know, the whole team performs. Um, you, you see it all over world football. Teams are up and down. They're winning one week, losing one week, winning the one week. Um, so it's it's very hard to find that consistency. But I think one thing that you need to to keep a team together and, and to keep a team consistent is is leaders. And uh, I think maybe uh, Newcastle just lacking a few leaders in that team at the moment. Yeah, look, we'll see what happens uh, between now and the end of the season. But uh, moving on to the last of the Saturday games, it was the uh, the Battle of the Wild Wild West. It was Western Sydney Wanderers up against MacArthur Bulls. And uh, what was the score here? Yeah, it was absolute. Uh, MacArthur got a bit of a bath out at uh, Combank Stadium on, on Saturday night, didn't they? They copped the storm last week, but... Um, Got an absolute bath this week. It was a disastrous start with uh, the noon red card, you know, five minutes in or whatever it was, and they just couldn't cope with the Wanderers after that with with 10 men. Um, and we said this last week, I think if the Wanderers can get all the pieces of the puzzle firing now, especially in midfield, then I, I think I think they're the only team that can challenge City um, in, in the finals. Um, it's not you know, they looked really good, didn't he? <clears throat> Yeah, they, they did. Look, they've, they've got they've got a bit of depth now. Um, you know, we, we said they've got they've scored four goals from midfield from midfield or, or wingers: Brello, Amalfitano, Schneiderlin, and, and Neuenhoff. Um, they got Oli Bazanich coming off the bench, uh, Cassini Yangi coming off the bench. They've they've got a lot of depth. Uh, Leuni, the, the the new striker winger they've brought in, um, he he looks a bit of a player as well. So. Um, they're scoring lots of goals, and, and we said this last week. They went away to Adelaide. They scored four goals, and, and they conceded four. You know that, that you should never, when you go away from home and score four goals, you, you should never lose a football match. So um, they obviously worked on their on their defensive side this week. Um, yes, they they played against ten men for the majority of their match. And look, Macarthur. Let's be honest, Macarthur. They were they were toothless. They they didn't have anything. I was um, going to ask you, was, were the Wanderers really good or were the Bulls really, really bad? Yeah, look, I think the Wanderers were good, but I think the Bulls, you know, they, they go down to 10 men after a couple of minutes and I think it's it's literally game over from there. Yeah, look, without Uli, uh, I don't see them uh, featuring in the finals. So uh, for the rest of the season, it's just a matter of them playing for some pride and hoping that they can get some results for their fans. Moving yeah. on to... Well, what, one question before before we move on. Yep. Brandon Borello, does he get a, a Socceroos call up? Is he in the next squad? Is he yeah, in the reckoning? Yeah, 100%. The way he's playing at the moment, he's taken a, uh, a lead in, in the uh, front third for the uh, Wanderers, and I don't think that's his preferred position or where I'd be playing him. I think he's definitely a winger. He's been taking the lead without, you know, with... Uh, without a real recognised striker. And so he's playing, you know, he's added a new string to his bow. If that's, it's not his preferred position for me and it's not where I think he's best suited, but I think he's proven that he's done a, a, a you know, a great job of uh, filling in that role. But I think if you're moving back out to, uh, to the wing, I think uh, he could really cause some handfuls for uh, the Socceroos opposition. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, his, his engine's phenomenal. He, he, he runs all day. Um, and now, like you said, he's adding goals to his game and, and assists. So, um, yeah, potentially, I, I think he's in, in with a shout for the next squad. Yeah, most definitely. Moving on to the first of the two Sunday games, it was uh, Melbourne Victory versus Adelaide United. The final score here was 1-1. Plenty of goal mouth action, but it took another Irakunda rocket launcher from Adelaide's wonder kid to cancel out Fornaroli's opener for the victory from the spot. Neither team was able to land a knockout punch, but uh, I suppose in one of these fierce rivalries that uh, sometimes a draw is not too bad. <laughs> fans, Both sets of fans go home not happy, but at least there's not one happy and one sad. Yeah, look, it was probably a fair result in the end. Um, Adelaide will be, will be disappointed. I don't know what you thought of the penalty. Um, you know, it was obviously a, a coming together of, of bodies. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Oh, look, I've seen them not given. So, um, yeah, look, it could have gone either way. I think at the moment that the, the uh, refs, like I said, are trying their best to, to try and get the right results. I don't know if maybe the heat's... Yeah, they're struggling a little bit from the heat and maybe they're obviously yeah, the players are finding it super hot. They're going to be finding it 10 times hotter when they're nowhere near as fit or an elite fitness level as uh, the players. So look, I, I, if it wasn't given, I would have been okay with it. And if it was given, I was okay with it. So I think it was, it was really a borderline decision and fortunately it went in the way of the victory. But uh, I suppose things that the gods, the football gods have evened it out and uh, Irakunda's decided that uh, a draw was a, 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 the right result, at least for his team to get one point and uh, he spanked one past uh, the victory keeper. But uh, yeah, look, I think uh, that's probably put an end to any hope of the victory trying to get anywhere near a final spot and Adelaide just need to be more consistent. You know, the one week they, they, they're bagging three points and they look like they can really make a challenge and the next week they drop three and they, they start hovering around the, the bottom of the six. So they've just got to find some consistency. Moving on to the last of the uh, Sunday games, it was the uh, Brisbane Raw versus Perth Glory. Uh, the Raw with their new interim coach, Nick Green, their first game under him. How did you see this one? Yeah, it was a new dawn and a new day for Brisbane, I guess. Um, they, they got up, got up with the with the two one win um, after going one nil down to a, a nice Jack Clisby goal, um, and then it was the the captain Tommy Aldred and uh, the ex Perth uh, youth team player Henry Hall with the winner. Um, so yeah, look, the, obviously the appointment of Nick Green during the week to take over from uh, Warren Moon, so that the players have reacted to that. They needed to show something. Um, and I think their captain, the skipper, was tremendous. I think Aldred, he led from the front. Um, it, it wasn't always pretty. They had to dig deep in the end, um, and especially after going a goal, a goal down. Uh, but they played some good football, I think, and a little bit of exciting football. I think maybe um, Nick Green's going to let, let the young, you know, take the shackles off the, the young kids and, and free them up a little bit. Um, I know under Warren Moon, they'll they'll very defensive, very uh, solid um, especially before Christmas, le- leading up into you know the first couple of games of the season, um, that they were they were very structured and and you know worked in in the, in their lines and and didn't really express get to express themselves too much. So I think under under this coach, I think um, I think the shackles are off a little bit, and I think they're going to enjoy themselves and and enjoy their football a little bit more. I was going to ask you what did you think of uh, Raw under their new coach, but I think that gives them a, a bit of a a green tick there and says that uh, you were impressed by what you saw and I think there's even better things to come. You know, they've got Joe Knowles who wasn't uh, available for this game and I think they've got a few other players that they need to get back in the squad. But uh, yeah, look, it was a definitely a much improved performance and usually a changing coach does get a result, but I think it was more so about the way they played, as you said, rather than just getting that 2-1 victory. I think the way they played showed a totally different style of football and it's only been a week, but uh, good signs for the Raw.
Raw. So, look, that's the end of our revolutionised uh, roundup. Up after the break, we welcome to the player escape room Brisbane Raw talented defender James Nikolovsky. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the player escape room is a young man who is one of the Raw's rising stars. Please welcome to the show Brisbane Raw's no nonsense defender, James Nikolovsky. G'day, James. Hey. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Joe? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's great to have you here. How's things? Raw treating you well, the nice Queensland weather. How's everything up there? Raw treating you well. The weather, I can't complain. Just a bit hot sometimes during training, but better for it. And yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Right, firstly, congratulations on being upgraded to an A-League scholarship deal. You must be very excited. It's a great reward for a lot of hard work and not just for you, but also for your family. Yeah, very, very privileged to be where I am today. And I just thank Raw for the opportunity and believing in me. Uh, I've been with them for a year now and just uh, it's been it's been great. It's been great. Everyone around the club so supportive and they push you to limits that I didn't know I could, I could reach. And it's been good. It's been a dream of mine to play for the A-League, uh, play in the A-League and I'm fortunate enough to have the opportunity. So I'm really appreciative for them. Hey, look, I, I do I do think it's great that the Raw are giving you know young talent in this country an opportunity, but also a lot of credit goes to you, mate, and your family because it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes you know leaving your mates, and especially for you being from from Sydney, you've had to go up there, leave all your friends and family behind. So it's not an easy thing. And I know a lot of people, like my son included, think you just look at FIFA and they're going, oh, I want to be a footballer, but it's not that easy. So, mate, hats off to you. Absolutely shows the sort of character you are, and uh, hopefully, like I said, it, it works out for you in the long run. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mate, you're in good form last season before a hip injury interrupted, but you bounced back to be awarded MPL Player of the Year, which was an amazing achievement. Tell us how you tackled that set- setback to become, you know, to come back so strong because it's not easy coming back from an injury, especially one that keeps you out long term. Yes. So when I did move to the Raw, um, it was unfortunate, but I did get a hip injury. As you said, uh, it was longer than expected. And especially being away from home and you got to take care of yourself and the rehab and make sure you're on top of it nonstop try and get back on the park it's it's a tough to, the the dark times do pass um it was very hard especially when i had the hip, hip injury i did go back to training and hurt it again had to sit out another week went back hurt it again sit, sit out another week and then eventually started playing again and took my opportunity but it's just staying on top of it and your mentality has to be um the best it can be and your attitude just has to keep you just have to keep remembering that it will it will pass and just stay on top of it and get back on the park and just show what you can do. Mate, if uh, we can ever work out how to bottle someone's mentality, you and I have got a, a massive side business because, like I said, mate, you're trying to teach young players all the time about staying in the fight, and it's not easy. It's bloody hard, but, uh, mate, you've done a cracking job of it and it just goes to show how, how quality you are on off the pitch and, mate, you deserve all the success you're getting. Uh, great win on the weekend against Perth. A nice start for the new interim coach, uh, Nick Green, and the team. Yeah, it was a great win. Great three points and a big three points we needed. It's been a positive training week this week with Nick and Joe coming in, uh, just buzzing around and just all about being positive and just playing forward and having having each other's backs out there and just a, a few new tactics tactics coming in uh, into play and it was really great to get the win at home in front of a good crowd and yeah, it was a great it was a great experience. I was fortunate enough to sit on the bench. Uh, but even though you don't get any minutes, it's just so good to be around the boys and when the winning feeling is just, it doesn't get better than that. Mate, your time will come, my friend. But uh, you obviously had a good week the first week leading up to the Glory game. What was the main message that Gaffer gave the team after taking over so quickly after Warren Moon's exit? Just about being positive and just having each other's backs and 
things, little things um, like if someone does something wrong on the pitch, you, you will find a way to fix it. If they beat our press, we'll find a way to recover back in. Just stuff like like that, find a way, being positive. The, the chat this week has been great. All the boys just on top of each other, just pushing each other to limits. And like I said, the, the three points just sealed it off after a good week of training. Mate, it's a dream start for uh, for the interim coach as well as the team after, you know, a tough couple of weeks and, and, and obviously, uh, you know, Warren leaving and, uh, you know, it, it creates a lot of uncertainty around the club. But the thing is, it probably was happening for a period of time. So obviously, it's it's been dragging the team down. But it's great to to get a win so easily because the longer it takes, the longer it uh, the longer it is before you get a victory. But uh, mate, you've said that Tommy Aldred, Scott Neville, uh, there's been some other really good mentors to you, which doesn't surprise me at all because you can see the way they lead on the pitch and and how good they are off the pitch. Is there a player at the Raw or football in general that you look up to? Yeah, definitely, Tommy Aldred. Uh, just just holding down that centre back role, the skipper, just leading by example, game in game out. He's had an incredible season this year. Uh, just the way he talks and the way he takes care of his body. But this goes towards ne- uh, Scott Neville as well. Just the way they just produce themselves on the pitch and the way they push each other at training and the the communication on and off the pitch is just it's just top notch. And the way the way they get the boys prepared for the game and the way they train. Every day, uh, just 100%, giving 100% every time. And it's just the little things like extras after training. They'll, they'll ask me some questions. They'll, they'll put me in some extras with them, some drills after training. And it's just, it's just quality. They're just, they're just two quality lads and they're, they're odd and off the pitch, like I said, just their attitude. It's just, it's just great to be around them and learn off them. Mate, you may have already answered this question, but is there a player you've moulded your game on? I know you look up to both these players, but is there someone, could be a global star, it could be someone, you know, in the Premier League, could be someone in the A-League that you've moulded your game on? Probably Thiago Silva, honestly. He's 38 years old and he's uh, just an absolute beast. His communication, like yesterday I watched the Tottenham versus Chelsea game and he came off injured. And as he was walking off injured, he's still organising a corner and the defence and he's walking off, limping off. He's just a warrior. He's just a warrior, and the way he tackles his positioning, uh, his heading ability—it's just—it's just some player that I look up to, and I want to be like eventually. And if you can even achieve a quarter of what he has, you'd be doing oh, just fine. But uh, we, we're bo- we were both excited about this morning's game, you because you're watching the way that he communicated. He went off, and me being a Spurs fan, I was loving that he was going off. So I'm also, I'm also a Spurs fan. <laughs> I was loving that he was going off. I'm also, I'm also a Spurs fan. So I, I didn't want him to be injured long term, but if he was going to be off for this game. Uh, I'm all, I'm all for it. Mate, just take the game. I was happy for a few others to go off too, but uh, considering they're the only team that's got a 100% record up until this morning at Spurs Stadium, it was great to finally get one over them and give us a little bit of breathing space. That was a great, a great win. We're on the same page. Mate, <laughs> one last one before. This is the homework out the way, and then we can get into some fun stuff, as, as, uh, as fun as this is. Uh, you have uh, North Macedonian heritage, but you're also a proud Australian. If Macedonia's national team came knocking and so did the Socceroos, what jersey do we see you in? Uh, it'd have to be a Socceroos jersey. Uh, I've grown up in Australia my whole life, last World Cup, and how it runs, the country just went mad for them. I, I loved it. And, yeah, it'd have to, it'd have to be Socceroos, especially because now I'm in the A-League now as well and what I've always always dreamed about playing in. And, yeah, if, if they both came knocking, I, I would have to go Socceroos, definitely. I'm loving that answer, and so are the Australian football fans, considering you're one of the rising stars of the A-League. All right, mate, we've got that out the way. So you pass that with flying colours. You're ready again to our first of the two games we like to play, which is uh, six aside, where I'll ask you six questions comparing you and your Brisbane Raw teammates. Definitely. Let's do it. All right, mate. Who has better taste in music, you or Jordan Holmes? 
<laughs> It'd have to be Jordan Holmes. He's he's the DJ in the change room. He's always on it. Uh it's quality music and yeah, he's got good taste. It's a bit of everything as well. It can go from house to R and B to anything you want and he, he loves it. And yeah, I'd go Jordan Holmes. Mate, I um like I said, I randomly just pick these players out to try and make it uh, you know, as realistic as possible. So I don't know. Yeah, how, I, I never got tipped off. I never got tipped off. Tipped no one tipped off. No one told me you're the first raw player I've had this year. No one has tipped me off on this game, so I, I, I'm quite impressed. I got one from one. But That's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's he's the DJ. He's straight on it every time. Are you are you any chance of ever inheriting it once you uh you get yourself more established in the setup or Jordan Holmes is just locked lock stock and two smoking? <laughs> once I get established, maybe. But it's a big risk. It's a big risk. What would, you, what would you play if you were able to uh to be the main man in the music box? What would you be playing similar to him, or have you got your own style? I'd go house party. House house music, but uh, also throw a bit of country in there just when just early morning starts. You know, okay. are you a bit of a country fan? I'm a bit of a country fan. It's it's. Okay. I'm driving early in the morning, especially because I'm up in Gold Coast. Uh, I have to drive to Brisbane for training, and I carpool with some of the boys, uh, Tommy Adrid, uh specifically, and um, we play a bit of country country on the way there early mornings. You know, just to <laughs> just to get ready for the day. I love that, mate. I never knew that. So there we go. There's something I've learned today already. Who is more likely to be late to training or to the airport for an away game? You or Carlo Armiento? <laughs> it's got to be Carlo. I'm a time freak. Are you, Mate, are, are you always yeah, on I'm time? A, I'm a time freak. I'm always on time. I have to. I, I want to be the earliest there, especially being one of the younger players. I want to be the first couple in there. Uh, Carlo does come early, but I, I'd, I'd beat him to. I'd beat him to it. Definitely. Is there somebody there who's absolute rubbish? Is there someone who's never, like at Sydney, for example, I know that uh, it's the lolly man, right? So Joe Lolly, they reckon that he, other than the first time he came to an event where he just tested the waters, he's rubbish, right? He can't get to time, uh, to anything on time. Is there someone who's really bad there that you just know is a chance of missing even getting on the plane to go to the game? If there has to be someone, I would go Geordie Holmes. Okay, Holmes as well. So is that, he's putting his playlist together. He's a character. He's a character. Oh, I love Holmesy. Yeah, he he's definitely he definitely be the one. I, I'd go. I've got to give him that. All right, mate. This is an important one for me. Who would do a better job minding my kids and my dogs? You or Henry Hoare? <laughs> Hannah's or or you? I'd go me. Okay. I'd go me. Hannah's is very 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 good with that as well. I'd give him that as well. But I'd take the reins on that. But Hannah's, yeah. And this is good as well. But I don't know what you're in for. I've got two 11-year-olds, a boy and a girl, and I've also got two uh, labs, so uh, one who's almost one and one who's 14. So, like I said, I don't know. I think the pups, the only one that will give you a hard time. The others would be, well, especially my son, he'd be super impressed. You're an A-League player, and he'd probably get you playing some video games or something. So, uh, my Hannah's can, can take care of the dogs. I'll take care of the children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Beautiful. We'll take that deal. Who is the better roommate, you or Joe Knowles? <laughs> So tell me, who's your who's your current roommate? Who do you room with on? Uh, uh, if I go on a away trip, it'd be Louis Zavala. Okay, and what about who does Joe uh, hang out with? He usually goes with Scott Neville. Okay, uh, them too. Sometimes they carport a training and sort. Um, I'd be a better roommate. Okay, Joe he's, he's on I, my case as well. I was going to say, what does Scott Neville tell you about him? Is he is he quiet? Is he too noisy? Does he not want to go to bed? Is he on his phone late? What's what's why don't you want to be with him? Joe Knowles, he's always on my case. Okay. Even in the change room, he's always on my case. If we room together, it'd be absolute chaos. <laughs> okay. too, too many laughs, but he's, he's, a, he's a funny man. He's a, he's a character as well. He's good. I, anyone would think I've had some, in, some inside intel here with these ones. Cause yeah, you're, you're picking out. You're, you hit the nail on the head, honestly. 
Who trains harder in the gym, you or Jordan Courtney Perkins? JCP. Yeah. JCP is quality. Is he a JCP. beast in the gym? He's a beast, um, especially uh, he was in, he's signed in Poland and he's on loan at the Raw. Um, he was telling me some stories about how much they focus on gym in Europe as well and they care about the muscle and the strength and everything like that. He's, he's a beast in the gym as well. He, he's quality. On and off the pitch, yeah. That was, a ba- that was a bad one for you, wasn't it? Yeah, you, 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 cra- you, you killed me on that one. Killed me. Sorry, I, I work hard in the gym as well, but he's he's a, he's a big he's a hard worker, hard worker. Who would be a better superhero, you or Jack Ingot? <laughs> Jack Ingot. So he's super, he's the super dad now. He's 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 got a he's got Billy on. Uh, he's got a baby now, Billy. Um, yeah, he, he he's he'd be the better superhero, Jack Ingot. He's quality. who would you compare him to? Is there a superhero out there? That you think that he's he's similar to, or what would be his what would be his superpower? Probably Shazam. Okay, <laughs> you just, just say a word and he will turn into a superhero. Just simple as that. Yeah, with the hair as well. Yeah, the hair as well. Always slicked back, looking good. Yeah, it's it's got to it's got to be Jack. All right, mate. And one bonus one. Tell me one thing you know you're much better at than a teammate. So anything here, you can just tell me that uh, as soon as you came from from uh, Sydney up to the Raw, you were like, I'm heaps better at this than this person. <laughs> Oh, it's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one, actually. Um, hey, hey, throw your hero, uh, Mister 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 uh, Captain here, uh, Mister Judge Eldred, un- under the bus here. Tell me what you're better at than him. The better at than him? Are you funnier than him? No, nah, he's, he's 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 got the UK banter unlocked. He's, okay. With the pom accent, he's got too he's got too much uh too much banter for me. Um. What am I better than him? Uh, I can tell you you're nicer than some of the players guaranteed. So, yeah, I could almost pick a handful of players here. You're a nicer guy than them. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely that. I'll, I'll say I'm nicer, but he's, he's, got, he's got everything on the pitch. He's got the communication, the heading ability. He's got, he's, got me, he's got me on lock at the moment, but I'm slowly, slowly creeping up, hopefully. And, yeah, but. This is my job. I'm going to find something now. You know what? I'm going to dig, and one week I'm going to put it on the show. I'm going to let you know when it happens. I'm going to find something that you're better at than than him. I guarantee there's many things. I'm going to find at least one of them. <laughs> he's just a he's a machine. I'm trying to. Uh, um, you must have better table manners. Something. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to go to the little stuff. Yeah. Something. Uh, we'll go, the little stuff. We'll go. We'll go to the table manners and and being first in, last out. Okay. So, um, off the pitch, I'm on the pitch last, and then I'm out of the change room near last as well. So I'll give them that. I'm early. I'm nice there, and early. There you go, Captain Aldred. Stick that there one. There you go. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> pop that one, mate. <laughs> all right, mate. Uh, let's move on to the second game we like to play, which is called One Two. I'll give you a, a sentence or a couple of words, and you just tell me uh, in two words or less your thoughts on the following topic. Okay, let's do it. Talking during a movie. No way. Okay. Don't do it. What happens if if someone starts talking, and James Nikolovsky goes, "Nah, this is not going to happen." What happens in the movie? Do they get popcorn on their head, or do they get asked to leave, or maybe you go into yeah. your, your famous Insta page and start ratting them out? Now, if you don't want to watch the movie and you want to chat, that's that's for the other room. Head away. This is, it's a movie. It's quiet. It's relaxed time. Get out of here. Don't talk. Leave. Right. Is there a preferred teammate you like to go to the to the flicks with? Oh. Louisa Bala. Okay. Louisa Bala. Yeah. Do you have the same taste in movies? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Every, I, I'm more of a movie fanatic, but if there's something I suggest, he's on it. He'll watch it. I've, I've given him what's some. Your favorite, what's, what's your favorite genre of movie? 
Are you Star Wars fans? You know, you know, I'm I'm a comedy I'm a comedy fan. I okay. love I love like dry humor stuff like Step Brothers or okay. uh, like Blades of Glory, just the one liner movies yep. like Dodgeball. You know, just stuff like that. I love those love those movies. All right, mate. Your skills in the kitchen. Now I you're busy by yourself, right? So hopefully there's some ability there. I cook. I cook a good pasta now. Took me a while at the start. Cook a good pasta. Look, I don't mind the meats. Can cook a good steak, but that's about it. That's all I have in my locker. Just the, just the straight yeah. cut. When you, when you say good pasta, right? I'm Italian background. I can cook okay. Yeah. Oh no! Tell, oh, me, no. tell me what it is. What's your dish? Tell me what your go-to dish is. <laughs> it's got penne, penne and mincemeat. As simple as that. Just a penne and mincemeat. That's it. That's my main. I'm sending you a recipe because I'll be honest, like I said, look, not that you need to get married because it'll just distract you from your football career, but like I said, you need to have something in there to impress the ladies. So I'm going to send you something. Turn it all over. <laughs> okay. No, video, video games. Oh, I'm a good, I love, I love a bit of uh, Call of Duty. Okay. Um, the crazy thing is FIFA now, I, I got off it a little bit, but then I saw myself on career mode. Now I'm starting to self-career mode. <laughs> okay. I say, my young fella, at least you didn't call it CODs. He keeps coming up to me saying, I've got off FIFA and I'm playing CODs. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, he's obsessed like you with uh, FIFA. But uh, if he was on there, I'd never get him off. So I'm hoping that even if he does ever get on there, I'm going to delete him. I'm <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to get him off before he finds out that he's on the game. But uh, have you started career mode as yourself? Yeah, I had to. I had to. I started off remote. I had to organise a fee with the club, the max fee. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what's harder, real-life football or managing your career on FIFA? I've got to give it real-life football. Yeah. But managing career is a little tough on FIFA as well. Okay. Some hard decisions. All right. Singing at karaoke. Oh, I love karaoke. I, I love a good I love a good singing. Are you good, though? Are you good? I'm half decent. Uh, I like to think my initiation at the Raw was was uh, all right. I got the I got the got the team singing along with me. Okay, uh, how'd you yeah. do that? How, how did you get the team? Because it's not easy to get, uh, especially when the guys are happy to play pin the tail of a donkey with the new boy, right? It's not easy. So how did oh, you, when you, when you stand up on that chair? Um, it's the most nerve wracking thing ever. And everyone, coaches, uh, the whole team, just looking at you. I played a cla- I, I sung a classic, so I was really really dwelling on what to sing and what to pick here because it's a it's a crucial stage. So I picked Stand By Me. Well, it's good. When I, went, when I went into the chorus, got the whole, got all of them singing with me and finished it off after that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You must have had a crystal ball because when you got the hip injury, right, uh, you were asking them to stick by you and make sure that they wait until you get on the pitch. So I think you're in your <laughs> did you, did Maybe you wished the bad luck on yourself. Got it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, celebrity crush, male, female, any, it could be sport, actor, anything. Look, if we're going to go actor, we'll go Margot Robbie. Okay. All right. I've, I've heard that a few times. She's, she's Australian as well. Uh, she's in some cracking films, yeah. All right. The thing yeah. that makes you laugh Margot the most? Dry humour. One-liners. Just the, just the, uh, just some dry one-liners, like dad jokes and stuff like that. I love it. I love who, it. It's, uh, who has the dad jokes at, uh, at the Raw? It's got to be Tommy. Oh, Tommy has them again. Especially because he's a dad now as well. I've spent more time with him just because we drive from Gold Coast to um, Brisbane. And I'm learning learning a lot more about him. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's got some good one-liners, good, good dad jokes. I, I'm just thanking the Lord the same as your parents are, that he's a top guy and a great influence, right? Because if he wasn't, oh, we'd be in a world of pain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whoever's yeah. idea that was is, is a genius idea. 
genius. It was, it was good. It just all fitted in. Who 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 would would we if if we had to name a player? Is there one player that we we're just so glad you weren't uh, carpooled with? Is someone that would just get you in all sorts? Like I said, because they're late or because they eat rubbish, or is there somebody there that we just would have been so so happy that you avoided? Jordy Holmes. <laughs> Again, all right. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be Holmes for being late. He he's a, he's a time dweller, but yeah, the majority Holmes. I, I, I'm an early freak. I I gotta be early, and when I'm not early, I cop it. I cop it. Cop it good. So, Jordy okay. Holmes. Playing a World Cup or the Champions League? World Cup. World okay. Cup. Representing nothing's better than representing the country. Okay. Be, yeah. if, we, if we can do both, that'd be a double bucket list. That'd but if that'd be, fight, yeah, that'd be ideal. Still but, yeah. Definitely. Right, we'll just take World Cup and maybe even Europa. That'd be a great career. <laughs> Hopefully Tottenham can play Champions League this year. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as it's not Spurs, as long as it's not Spurs, Europa will be happy, right? Anyone they put enough like a heartbreak in for us and they're, they're on and off, but yeah, hopefully play Champions League. All right. Something not many people know about you. Something many people might know. Are you a TV fan, or is there something that? Uh, probably just the, just my story. Honestly, people people just see that you're at Brisbane Raw now, just the little stuff like that, and that um, oh, why aren't you playing in so? Oh, why aren't you playing in so easy? The A League, this, this, this. But just the story, and people don't people don't know much about it, and hoping to share that with the youth eventually, and just show what what it takes. Especially when I came from Westfield Sports High. I was fortunate enough to call my coach from there and I was talking about how just through the youth stages, your attitude and everything like that, just getting to the top. Do you want yeah. to be a coach one day? I know it's a long way off. You've got plenty of career, years yeah, left in football career, but you want to be a coach? Definitely coaching. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to share the knowledge around, especially if I can kick on with my career. Uh, it'd be great to share knowledge around after learning a lot. Okay. And last one, what motivates you to work hard? Family. Family the most. Um, my grandparents as well, always been by my side, especially leaving them. They're, they're North Macedonian and so, sometimes they don't even, one of them doesn't, doesn't even speak English, the other does. And leaving them, they don't even know what's going on practically. When I tell them I'm on a contract, they, they wouldn't know. But leaving them and not seeing them for a long time, definitely family and just I owe it all to my family. My parents putting through the hard yards, the sacrifices. The six months I had to train uh, with a uh, with the A League, uh, I couldn't work a normal job or anything like that. Um, it was tough on my um, parents as well, but it was all the sacrifices and it's all worked out in the end. And so grateful for everything. Hey, when yeah. the A League draw comes out, I'm sure your parents are sitting there circling all the Sydney games. Yeah. Uh, so next week we got MacArthur. <laughs> if we can. Pre- well, I, I benched against Newcastle and I had all my uncles, my friends, uh, family drive down to Newcastle to come see me after the game. Unfortunately, we didn't get a good result, so I didn't get to stick around with them, but it was good to good to see them. Mate, I'm sure, like I said, when anyone asks you, your, your parents, what are you up to this weekend? They go, hang on a sec, let me look at the A-League draw. We're just going to see where James is this week and we'll tell you if we're free or not. But uh, mate, Get him on the Paramount. Yeah, as I told you off air, mate, my languages is minus 10. I'm rubbish at languages, but I can guarantee you this. I don't speak Macedonian, but your grandparents are extremely proud of you, mate. So what you're doing at the moment is fantastic. And I'm, I'm sure, like I said, whether they understand it or not, they are deep down there so so proud of you, same as your family is. So, mate, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Just keep working hard and just keep my head down and keep working. 
Mate, like I said, you're already a star. You've uh, you've smashed this one. Like I said, I've had seasoned campaigners that have come on and tripped over. I haven't been able to trip you up once, so uh, I haven't been able to get, even catch you. Tripped up a couple of times. Those matchups were, you don't understand, they were, they were perfect, perfect matchups. Mate, I, I do my homework. I try to do as much as I can to make sure it's, it's realistic and relevant for you guys. I don't want to pick players and you say, oh, he left three years ago, mate. He's now playing at uh, the Wanderers. So, yeah, he's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I do do my homework, mate. But uh, look, I really appreciate your time. I can't wait to see you make your A-League debut. I know your family and your grandparents are super, super proud of you. It's a massive sacrifice you're making up there in Brisbane. And I know they're giving you a great opportunity, but mate, you deserve every bit of success you have. And, uh, mate, for the rest of the year, look, good luck with uh, everything with the Raw. I'd love to check in with you a little bit later in the year. But uh, if you uh, if you cop any grief from the guys because you've thrown them under the bus, just give them my number and I'm happy to have a chat with them. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And just sharing sharing around everything. And, just, and it's been great. It's been great. You're listening to The Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It was great chatting with James, a young man with a bright future, and we wish him all the best. We have gone a little bit over time. This is starting to become a little bit of the Guitar World Cup VIG, so we have to smash through this clinical finish. Up first is our What the Foot, and I'll quickly smash this one out. When you type A-League into Google, and it brings up results for the latest round of matches, then when you click in and it shows you the game info, you go to the lineups for the Raw and Glory game this week, click on Brisbane's new coach, N Green, and you get former Australian rower Nick Green, not the actual English coach. So he's best known for the awesome foursome, the uh, Golden Valley fruit commercials, so maybe it's all the rush to replace Moon, they've just cut corners, but they ought to know better. <laughs> they do ought to know better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've just got flashbacks of that terrible uh, Golden Golden Valley. Uh, How bad was it? Fruit, yeah. fruit ad, ad that just, uh, I think it just haunted me during my, uh, you know, school years. Yeah, you know, it used to get the most cringeworthy commercials ever made. You used to get one of those tins in your lunchbox and lunchbox and just go, oh no, it's gone, it's gone in the bin. Throw it, throw it over the fence. The worst part is it wasn't just a rubbish commercial, but it was around some of our best sports stars, the awesome foursome. So it's embarrassing for them. Couldn't they get them at least some decent commercials? Yeah, look, I, I don't know if they if they had to if they look went back and and had to do it all over again. Um, I don't think they'd be signing that contract, and <laughs> or, or maybe they will. Maybe there was some some big dollars being thrown at them, but um, yeah. So just to confirm there, it's uh, Nick Green is the new Brisbane Raw uh, English coach, not Nick Green, the uh, awesome foursome uh, famous rower. So games to watch this week. The Big Blue is always a battle when Sydney hosts the victory. Adelaide at home to City will be entertaining clash, but the match of the round is the mouth-watering game at Combank Stadium where the Wanderers welcome the Gold Coast, uh, the Central Coast, Gold Coast, the Central Coast Mariners, both teams on equal well, points. So uh, winner takes Clive all. Palmer's, Clive Palmer's back. How good? Mate, I thought bling bling, mate. It's uh, it's late and so we're starting to get a little bit uh, a bit delusional here. But uh, yeah, it's a huge game. Both teams on equal points. Uh, Wanderers coming in after a great win. The Mariners after a tough uh, 1-1 draw against the Phoenix. But uh, all to play for here. Yeah, some big games in in Sydney on on Saturday night. So um, yeah, Wanderers Central Coast at five pm, and, and then Sydney FC uh, Melbourne Victory in the Big Blue. But that that, that Wanderers Central Coast game um, that that's really going to define who who finishes second this season, I think. And uh, who do you think that will be? Who who will you have your money on? Oh God, look, it's it's hard to go past uh, the Wanderers at home after their performance last week. Um, but you know, Central Coast they they need to bounce back, but they're going to be without some some players and without their coach on the sideline as well. So I think it's going to be a difficult night for, for Central Coast. 
Yeah, look, it'll be a big challenge for them. But if they can uh, get over the top of a great team like the Wanderers and uh, especially with all the difficulties they're going to have in the in the prep for it, then they totally deserve it. But uh, moving up to a quick uh, snapshot of our TFR fantasy update. So this week, uh, my round 19 score was 93, taking my total to 1,441. How did you uh, fare there, VIG? Off picture, off picture. Um, I think my round total was... Uh, 112, taking my grand total to 1382. So I've still got about 60 so, on you, but uh, look, it was another solid week for me. You were just better. <laughs> I got rid of Piscopo, LaCroix and Mac. I brought in, I, I recalled Krajev, uh, Neville and Fornaroli. So Krajev is probably cursing me because, like I said, he was smashing it the weeks I uh, after I let him go and now I've brought him back in again and he started to struggle. Um, for me, the hot was Zawada, who got 12, but 24 is my captain. Risden with 14 and Neuenhoff with 16. But Cole was Matt Miller, minus one. Ryan Williams, uh, Ryan Williams minus two. And it hurts that I had raw captain Aldred on the bench and he scored 20, so he can stick it to me. Ooh, that does hurt. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm, I've, I've, been, I've been going cold uh, in, in the fullback position. So Carl uh, Jenkinson, only two points for me. Callum Talbot, two points. And uh, Mr. Reliable, uh, Wil- Wilco Wilkinson for Sydney FC with zero points. So um, a little bit disappointing there. But um, obviously, J-Mac up top getting me some points. Uh, Malfitano in, in midfield scoring as well. And uh, the young gun, Nestori Irankunda. Mate, uh, even though you've got some fullbacks who aren't delivering like they should, you still got the job done. So 112 beats my 93, 60 points difference. So a lot to play for. You're starting to close the gap. If you missed any part of the show or you want to listen to other episodes, where can they catch it? Yeah, they can catch us on all good podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, also on uh, Football Nation Radio and, and across their platforms. And uh, if you want to see the video, up on our YouTube channel. Some tasty football coming up this week. Thanks to our guest, James Nikolovsky. Good luck to Brendan Wyatt in the Orange Marathon. Please get behind him and back this incredible human being. Hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. And we look forward to your company again next Tuesday. Until then, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a great week and we'll see you again next week. You're listening to the Football Revolution.